Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for another time to read your Bible. Lord, as we read your Bible, speak loudly into our hearts. May we understand you more and more. And Lord, I pray that this will help inspire other people to be consistently in your word and to seek out a genuine relationship with you. In Jesus' name that we pray. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey guys, um, for this one, um, it's kind of a continuation, I feel like, a, a part two, if you will, of um, the last podcast episode, um, the one where we talked about Matthew 8, because uh, a lot of that was about confronting the idols in our heart. Um, and this particular passage was really challenging uh, for me. And I think my wife as well, we, we talked about this together a little bit, but it's, um, it's going to be challenging for parents, I think. But a, a very important question arose as I was praying about this. So I'll, I'll share that with you as well. And, and just for um, a little context to our church, uh, we, in, in our small, small groups, we're going through Counterfeit Gods by Tim Keller. So the idea of kind of identifying um, and casting out the idols of our lives, like that concept is kind of fresh in our minds. So th that might be why that is kind of the things I'm seeing in the, in the word here. Um, or maybe the Holy Spirit just kind of orchestrated it that way so that I can, yeah, I can read the word and be some supplemented a little bit by um, the counterfeit God's book. But this is Matthew chapter 10 uh, coming to us from making sure. Yeah, it is from January 10th of the Machine Bible Reading Plan. And I'm going to read verses 34 through 39. So Matthew 10, verse 34 through 39. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother. And a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those in his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. This is one of those passages where um, it's in the New Testament. It's in the Gospels. So I've read multiple times throughout the course of my Christian life. But I always kind of read it without really considering it. It was one of those, oh, maybe it's symbolism. Or maybe it's just um, Jesus using extreme language to um, convey a point, which, you know, he does do that. Um, but I, I've kind of taken the more approach of a, let's take God at his word and see really what he's trying to say. Um, I want to really examine and make sure that I don't kind of like kind of brush away, uh, certain things because I don't like the sound of it because you know, this is a pretty extreme passage, right? Um, I think we can all relate to it because we all have mothers and fathers, but especially for parents who have little young kids. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And really thinking through that, I think, can get convoluted because we can combat against some of it by saying, yeah, well, I think I love my, I think I love God more than uh, my mom and dad but you know the bible says honor your parents so i'm gonna love them really well or you know 
as parents, we have this duty to steward our, our kids well and to bring them up in the commandments of the Lord. So we can kind of say, oh, yeah, yeah, I love Jesus probably more than my kids, but I'm going to definitely love my kids really well because I'm called to do that. And none of that is false. I'm not saying that those are false. I'm, not, I'm saying false things here. But to really get to the heart of the matter, um, as I was praying about this, because we, we, in my small group and with my uh, discipler, my pastor, um, we had a, I had a lot of conversation about like specific scenarios of where if I did this, would I, would I be um, choosing my kids over, over Jesus? Like one of the questions was if a, a crazy guy had a gun against my family's head and said, do you, do you love Jesus? If you love Jesus, I'm going to kill your family. Like in that scenario, do I have to say, yes, I love Jesus? Or is saying is lying in that scenario and saying no, just to save my family's life for that? Because I, I feel like I don't owe anything to this crazy man. Is that is that sin? Am I denouncing Jesus in that moment? Um, or like, yeah, like who, how, what is the line where I'm, protecting my family from unnecessary harm because of some deranged man or, or deranged person versus actually standing up for my faith and proclaiming my faith and choosing not to denounce my faith in Christ right so all of these are all of these are questions that I've been having and I'm kind of going back and forth with people because personally for me I I I thought man why do I Oh, this crazy person with a gun, like any sort of privy into like who I love and, and my, my faith with Jesus. Like I'm not making a declarative, declarative statement by saying, like by lying to this guy, am I? Um, I, I understand in like more reasonable cases, like maybe at, at the workplace, someone says, you know, you, I, we can't really have Christians here because um, it doesn't vibe with our um, ethics or whatever, like whatever the case may be. In that, in that scenario, I think, yeah, I would still say at the risk of losing my job, I would still say, no, I'm a Christian because I am making a declarative statement to the world, I think, in that. But if it were kind of an extreme case with a gunman, like, yeah, I, I mean, I went back and forth. Um, other people have said, no, you, you don't want to, like, no matter what, you don't want to lie. It might be extreme and painful to you, lose your family, but you don't want to find yourself um, denying Christ, um, no, matter the, no matter what the scenario is. So I, I've kind of been going back and forth and thinking about all of this. But in prayer, the, ultimately, the question that kind of came to me that I think was very important for me to answer was, if I were in heaven and my son, daughter, well, I only have daughters. So if my daughter was in hell, would I ask God to allow me to switch places with her so that she can be in heaven and I would go to hell? And if I, just at first glance, that seems like such a noble thing to do, right? Saying, oh, I'm going to give up my place in heaven so that someone else can have, uh, so that someone else can be saved from hell and be brought to heaven, right? So it sounds very noble. And I feel like at first initial thought, most parents would say, of course I would do that. But 
what I'm really asking for in that scenario, if I were in that situation, would be to say, I don't value being with you here, Jesus, in heaven, more than the well-being of my kids. So I'm actually idolizing my kids by saying I would throw away my presence here with you, my fellowship here with you for the sake of my kids who are in heaven so that they can be here instead. Then I do think in that scenario, if, you, if that is how you answer it, then your kids are an, an idol to you. Um, kind of like with Abraham and Isaac, right? The test that Abraham went through was to see if his heart idolized his son Isaac, who he was praying for and who God gave to him, right? So it was a good thing. But um, if it had been the case that he was unwilling to sacrifice him, then he would have been an idol and he would have failed that test that God was giving him, right? And so in that same way, as parents, do we love our kids i think loving your kids is a great thing it's something that we're commanded to do but do we love them beyond our love for christ do we love them beyond our desire for christ um now that's a tough one right i think i have now come to the conclusion yeah if i were in that situation that kind of hypothetical question i had of if i were in heaven my kids were in hell i, I wouldn't ask to switch places with them my stewardship of my kids um, at that point has ended. My kids have made their choice to not be with Christ. And I'm not going to give up my relationship, my intimacy, my love for Christ um, for uh, the decision that my kids made. And so um, I am at peace with that. But I'm interested to hear and, and to discuss with other people how that feels for them. Yeah, because... I think rejecting idol worship and identifying idols in our lives um, is easy when they're bad things like drugs or, you know, like social media or money, things like that. But when they're good things like your kids, um, your love of family, love of community, when they're good things that God, um, Jesus commands us to keep in high regard when those things replace god that's when it becomes bad that concept i think is a is a hard um, and challenging uh, thought process and meditation that we should all go through um, to really examine is jesus the center is jesus the number one in in my life so yeah thank you for listening uh hope you guys all Continue to read the Bible and uh, let's all grow together.